Welcome to the Year of Yes podcast with your host, Sam, and my co-host of the week, Liz. Hello. Liz, where are you right now? I am on my couch in Glendale, California. And how do I know you? We met uh, at church when we both lived in Austin, Texas. And, uh, oh man, I don't know how many years ago it's been. (laughs) Uh, Was it 2014? Was it 2013? 2014, maybe. Yeah, I think it was 2014. So that'd be nine years. Nine years? Almost a full decade. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And now you're out there living in California. Yes. And I'm living in West Virginia. I know. And we see each other. Well, I went to your wedding last year. That's true. That was fun. Otherwise, we see each other on the interwebs. I thought that Liz would be great to have on the podcast this week because, okay, number one, she's my friend. But number two, she uh, texted me. Well, no, she called me earlier in the week and I was like, oh my gosh, Liz is calling me. What's wrong? I was on the phone with my mom or I would have answered immediately because anytime anyone calls me, I'm like, oh no, something's wrong. Somebody's died. Somebody's injured. Somebody's sick. (laughs) (laughs) Like my, because nobody, nobody talks to each other on the phone anymore, which I think needs to change. Um, But Liz called me earlier this week and nothing was wrong. She left a wonderful voice message that just said, I want to catch up with you because you have a resolution for 2023. Can we call it a resolution? I guess we can call it that. It wasn't, I did, I don't usually make official resolutions uh, in the new year. It's not really my, I so rarely do it. It's not really my thing, but I guess, yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned it, it's kind of just something that I've been thinking about um, just because I do live out here and, you know, I've made new friends here that are like my husband's friends and, they're wonderful. Um, but like all of my friends from Austin and all of my family, like are not here. And, um, I've been feeling really discontented with maintaining with the, the way that I've been maintaining connections with my friends and family through social media and texting. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's just, you don't really get like, I don't know, like, I didn't know what was happening in your life, Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because we haven't talked in so long. And you're important to me. And I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, whenever I have time, and I make time sometimes, probably will have to, but try and like, actually call people and be like, what is happening with you? <laughs> because it's way harder being with all the distance than when we were all living in the same town, I could just be like, hey, let's hang out for an afternoon, you know, and yep. we were just in each other's lives yep. naturally because we had the pro- the benefit of proximity. Yep. Um, and now I don't have the benefit of proximity with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I have to be a lot more intentional than I used to be. So you've said yes to 
being intentional with the relationships that you want to maintain. Yeah. And unfortunate as it may be, like, because you know, I have to be more intentional, it just means that the I have to be, um, it narrows the, the amount of people that I can maintain relationships to. Like, there were a lot of friends that I had in Austin that I would see every so often. And now it's just like, I don't have time to maintain that. And also with all these other people that I'm closer with, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, I had to be a little, a little choosy, which is unfortunate because I, it's not that I didn't like other people. It's just, you know, I don't have a lot of time to be on phone calls all the time. I've got a life and like, there are like, like you and um, a few others that are, I consider to be close friends. And um, I felt like uh, the distance has just made it to where uh, I was feeling like people were drifting away. And I don't want them to drift away because I like you. Yeah, I totally understand that. That was one of the things that I actually appreciated about the pandemic was that suddenly I had every evening and a lot of the daytimes free to connect with people who most of whom were across the ocean, most of whom were still in the US, you know, but like my people in Austin and my some friends from college and uh, a friend in Hawaii, like, and we set up times, my afternoons, it didn't matter. The times didn't matter because no one was doing anything. <laughs> yeah. So we had time to talk. We had time to catch up and be in each other's lives and be there for each other in a way that we hadn't taken the time to do like pre-pandemic because, I mean, literally a lot of us didn't have the time to do it or we didn't make the time to do it. So the pandemic kind of gave us that opportunity to to reconnect and I loved that part of it. Yeah, that was, I had a similar experience, you know, like setting up Zoom hangouts with people. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all scattered to different parts of the country. And because we were in lockdown and there was literally nothing to do, like we had time. We'd be like, yeah, let's all do, let's all meet up on Zoom on X, you know, X day or whatever. And, you know, the world started opening back up, which is great. I'm not (laughs) complaining. I want the world to be open. (laughs) I don't want to go back to lockdown. Um, But, you know, there started being other things competing for our time. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I have Wednesday night trivia nights that I go to now and I have dinners with local friends and I have stuff to do. And it's just like, oh, we go to we go see a movie. Like, so there's other things going on and same with everybody else. And so like. I've tried to with some groups of friends to like do a zoom hangout again and have been largely unsuccessful because mm-hmm. nobody can agree on a time. Um, I think it's, I think one time I have actually successfully arranged a zoom hangout with a group of friends after post pandemic post pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is it, pandemic it's still happening really it is still happening (laughs) but we're all pretending like it's not yeah 
Yeah. The pandemic really showed me who was important to me and like who from my past and who not in my proximity was important to me. And yeah, it just made me want to keep in touch with them more. And and they're still in my lives now. So it's like a thing that has that has maintained even past the pandemic, even though it's harder to to talk to people because we're all busier. It's still it's still something that we value more than we did before the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about yes, like this. Um, I mean, for me, this really started with me saying yes to moving to California, <laughs> and uh, and moving in with my now husband, and uh, like that was a big change. But you know, you and Jonathan like had already moved away from Austin even before that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, even now, like some of my other friends have moved away from Austin since I left as well. So it's like now I look at all my friend groups where we used to like hang out locally all the time and like none of us live in Austin anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's strange. Um, but my family's still there. So um but now so even even though when I was living in Austin like I had friends move away I still had my family and I saw them all the time but now I don't see anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> so saying yes to moving to California which I do not regret I you know would do it again in a heartbeat um but it it did present some challenges of like maintaining less and less people are using Facebook, mm-hmm. but if they are, what are they posting? What does that really tell you about them? Right. Same with Instagram. Even Instagram is like not as much as it used to be. People post on there. It's just like, yeah, totally. so, so, but even then when you see something, it's just like, you're just seeing like a tiny sliver of what their actual life is like. Right. And I think I've been feeling like the the connections that I have felt by keeping up with people just on social media alone has just felt more and more distant. And it's not enough <laughs> to have a real connection with someone. Yeah. I feel like it it used to be easy. like people posted more or they posted more of the like personal content. Totally. Like, you know, I'm the same way. Like most of what I post is now like just like reposting memes and news stories, <laughs> Instagram stories. When's the last time I actually posted anything personal on there? Like, I don't know. So it's, you know, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, I don't think that there's any substitute for just living close to each other and hanging out on a regular basis. But so like the relationships are evolving but I do I am trying to uh, be better about actually you know catching up with people so one of the things that this makes me think of is this article that I saw on Facebook today about the enshittification of social media 
and I guess it's more than just social media. It's kind of about the internet in general, but it talked about how Facebook started or how social media apps started as like a benefit to their users. So they were trying to help their users do something or they were trying to fill a hole. They were trying to, and it, it, it all started with community. Like let's take Facebook. Well, I mean, we can go back to MySpace, but let's just start with Facebook. <laughs> It started with community and wanting to connect with people first in your university and then it grew out of there but it it was this way to connect with people who weren't in your proximity right so we were sharing more personal updates we were sharing things that were actually that would actually help people stay in touch with us but then as facebook got more and more about monetization and what could they do with with our data um they it lost that it lost that personal connection you know and then people started started leaving because all of a sudden our news feed wasn't in chronological order it was it was some random algorithm based on whatever facebook decided it should be and then we started getting ads and then we started getting sponsored posts and then you know people could pay money to have things promoted in the feed so the personal content just got pushed lower and lower and lower and the same thing happened with Instagram and the same thing happened with Twitter. And so now these these tools that we had been using um, for personal connection are, are no longer like that's no longer the purpose of them. We got to go back to the actual let's talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually the difference between I mean, when they first started, they were called social networking sites mm. and social media as a term didn't come until later when it was like brands are on board and, um, you know, true and news, you're getting your news through there yeah. kind of thing. So like, I, I'd be interested to see if somebody comes up with a way to, um, go back to more of like a social networking uh it, it might have to be something in totally new yeah um i don't know if i don't know if facebook or instagram will be able to go back to the way it was now like several friends just like they're not even on anymore and the only way i can be in touch with them is sending them a text message or calling them yeah. It was easy for a while though. Like when Facebook was in its heyday and you could connect with people, you know, all over when everyone was on it, everyone that we knew was on it and you could message someone, you could see someone's status update and you could find out what they were doing. Like Facebook made it super easy for a few years to be connected at least at least superficially, if not more than superficially, to tons of people. And I really appreciated that. <laughs> and now we're, I mean, Facebook kind of messed that up for itself. So we have to go back yeah. to being intentional about, okay, who are we going to connect with? Who do we want to connect with? How are we going to connect with them? When are we going to connect with them? And the 
the onus is back on us to maintain our relationships instead of having a <laughs> like a very yeah. an easy digital way to do it. Right. Which again would be easier if I lived close to everyone. Sure. <laughs> right. Which is how you know? Facebook Facebook filled that need for for a while. I mean, and back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Moved away, you just didn't see them anymore. Well, yeah, back in the day, day. Yeah, you know. Uh, but now, like the internet has made it so that, and cell phones and what you know, they you can keep in touch with people, um, which is great. Um, but yeah, just I feel like there's I'm in this weird area where there's like growing pains of like I can't really rely on social media apps to keep me connected with people anymore mm -hmm. so do you have any specifics to your yes to keeping in touch with people is it um is it like a free flow thing when you think of somebody you'll call them or is it like a on tuesday night i'm going to call somebody oh i do not have that much structure in my life <laughs> okay. um it's definitely just like a okay oh, hey, you know what i haven't <laughs> talked to so-and-so in forever <laughs> like, yeah what is happening with them uh, so I, it was um, last weekend I was sitting at the car dealership where my car was getting uh, maintenance done. I was there for several hours just waiting. So I like called several people during, during that time, many of which did not pick up because <laughs> <laughs> nobody answers their phone. Yeah. But also like, you know, and I, I get it. Like, it's a Saturday afternoon. They're probably doing stuff. They've, they're busy. So, you know, it doesn't hurt my feelings that they didn't pick up or anything, but, but also I just think people are just not used to getting phone calls. Like you said, like you thought, Oh no, there's an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> and when it was just, I just wanted to see how you were. Well, I'm glad that you called. I hope people, I hope people don't always freak out when I call them. <laughs> no, if you make it a habit, then people won't freak out. I know. I, I have a hard time making habits out of new things in general. So like, who knows when the next time I will actually call you will be, but I am trying. I do, I do have good intentions. That's wonderful. Well, now I get to say yes and reciprocate the calling too. It's not all on you. You are certainly welcome to call me. So what do you think about my year of yes, Liz? I'm curious to see how your life will change because of it. Me too. Um, I think I listened to, the, to your previous episodes that you've already put out. And I think the more interesting ones are like when you say yes to something that you wouldn't normally say yes to. Uh -huh. And like where where that can lead you know we had a whole list of things and I was like but are those things you wouldn't normally say yes to because I feel like some of those are stuff that you would say yes to anyway I'm curious if you will what you will discover about yourself and the people around you by mm -hmm. being more open to things yeah because also, like, we're getting older. And I know. It's easier and easier to say no. I like, know. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, I do it. Shoot. How many times? Are, it's, it, mainly, it's like, hey, do you want to go out, out of the house? <laughs> do anything, really. 
And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to commit to a whole year of yes, like you're doing, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I just said yes to something today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was what? on a call with um, Kimberly and Roran for, we have a, a little happy hour every other week where we talk about business stuff and um, some friend stuff, but a lot of business stuff. And they were like, every time I talk to them, they're like, Sam, you need to come to Austin. Sam, you need to come back to Austin. You need a network here. You need to, I mean, they want me to move there, of course, but um, it's a lot about come back to Austin, network in Austin. And today they said, come back for South by Southwest. Sam, you need to come here and network for South by Southwest. And so I was like, dang it. <laughs> This is my year of yes. And even though I'm going to be in Austin in June, and even though I'm going to Germany in May, and even though I'm going to Peru in July, gosh, now I got to go to Austin in in March. Wow. <laughs> so That's a I, lot. I know. I know. The summer is going to be real fun. <laughs> but, um... I said, okay, that was my yes for today. Ooh. Well, there you go. What do you think one of my yeses this year should be? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I think you should have one of your yeses be to come visit me. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Have you, is there any struggles that you've had recently like saying yes to things yeah this this whole week has kind of been a struggle for me since I got back from Arkansas and I'm reacclimating to living by myself again and um you know I don't really have a super strong community here um like it's still being built so it's still very lonely in a lot of ways and I still have to be really really self-disciplined and like self-motivated to do things because nobody's going to like check in on me nobody's gonna like come knock on my door or be like hey Sam what are you doing <laughs> how you doing come out and play you know um and there isn't there isn't like a strong co-working community here. So I have to do everything on my own, um, work on my own, live on my own, work out on my own, play on my own. Uh, and this week ha I haven't, I haven't done super, super well with any of those things. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. When you said yes to moving to Morgantown, it was for that incentive program. Yeah. So how long how long do you have left on the program? This October will be the end of my second year. And that's when the final perks end. So are you contemplating whether or not to stay? Yeah, I think I've contemplated that 
since I moved here. I mean, since before I moved here, it's, <laughs> it's all an experiment, but especially like as, as my mom is getting older and I don't know, you know, we don't know how much time we're going to have left with people. And I don't know how much longer I want to be so far away from my people. Um, I thought that, you know, I felt really far away from my people being in Berlin and I was really far away from my people. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I came back to the States. But now even being in West Virginia still feels too far away a lot of times. I, I get that. I mean, since every time I go back to Austin, um, I have the thought of, should I move back here? Mm -hmm. Should I convince Jeff to move to Austin? Mm -hmm. <laughs> every single time I yeah. get in, I, I get there. I'm like, but yeah, I've, I've felt the same, the same way about like my parents and just being like, you know, you have finite time on this earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And why do I want to, I ask myself this all the time. Like, do I want to keep spending this finite time being so far away? Yeah. Um, and it's really hard because also now Jeff and I are married and none of our family is in the same place. So like, mm -hmm. even if we were said, Hey, we want to live closer to family, we would have to pick which family, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause his family is all in the Midwest and that's not close to Texas either. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, you know, it's tough, but there's a lot of things, you know, I don't miss the heat. Uh -huh. in Austin. I don't miss that at all. I like, know that is the main, main thing where I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready to go back to the heat. I know that's I uh, the West Virginia climate is my favorite climate of any place that I've ever lived. I absolutely love the climate here and it's so beautiful and the people are so nice and I'm connecting with nature in ways that I haven't before because I've always lived in really hot places. <laughs> yeah, and I really don't want to live in that kind of summer again. <laughs> It's so brutal. Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> like you don't even want to be outside. I know. Um, but it's just made me think a lot about like, what do I want to prioritize yeah. in my life? Yeah. And um, you know, maybe the trade-off would be worth it. Like, just deal with the brutal Texas summers in order to be like near my family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because there's a lot of things I like about living here yeah if i could just buy a like a bunch of property and like build like a compound where all of my people could be in one place yes i would do that in a heartbeat. i know it's the dream that's always <laughs> been my dream <laughs> let's have a commune yes like you're all just a, just a, we live in the same neighborhood like yeah we walk to each other like i don't want to like live in the same house with no everyone, but like no let's be neighbors yes yes we have a community yeah a location change for me is is a i'm toying with i'm toying with that idea we'll see yeah 
All right, so that concludes another episode of the Year of Yes. Thank you for joining us. If you want to join the community of Yes, you can go to yearofyespodcast.com and join the community. There are a few of us in there now. We're having a good old yes time. <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram, Year of Yes Podcast. And until next week, I hope you all keep living your yeses and a few no's sprinkled in if you must. Okay. Bye. Bye. Cut. <laughs> <laughs>